This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week in Health Affairs is titled Adolescent Residential Addiction Treatment in the U.S., This study identified 160 residential addiction treatment facilities that treated adolescents with opioid use disorder as of December 2022. 87 facilities, or 54%, had a bed immediately available. Among sites with a waitlist, the mean time for a bed was 28 days. The mean cost of treatment per day was $878. The authors conclude that access to adolescent residential addiction treatment centers in the United States is limited and costly. Next, we have an article in BMJ Open titled Distribution of Intranasal Naloxone to Potential Opioid Overdose Bystanders in Sweden, Effects on Overdose Mortality in a Full Region-Wide Study. The study found that overall opioid overdose death rates decreased during naloxone distribution compared to the historic controls. The rate for men decreased, but not for women. The authors conclude that naloxone distribution was associated with significant decreases in opioid overdose deaths. Next, we have a study in Nature Medicine titled Association of Semaglutide with Risk of Suicidal Ideation in a Real-World Cohort. The authors examined suicidal ideation in four cohorts. Number one, patients with obesity and no history of SI. Two, patients with obesity and history of SI, three, patients with type 2 diabetes and no history of SI, and four, patients with type 2 diabetes and history of SI. In all four groups, patients treated with semaglutide versus non-GLP1R anti-obesity or non-GLP1R anti-diabetes medication respectively had lower risk of suicidal ideation at six months follow-up. In addition, those treated with semaglutide also had lower risk of suicidal ideation at one, two, and three years of follow-up. Next, we have a study in drug and alcohol dependence titled Effectiveness of Residential Treatment Services for Veterans with Substance Use Disorders. The authors identified over 6,000 veterans who were screened and accepted for VA SUD residential treatment during the first half of 2019. The study found improvements in SUD symptoms throughout the year following treatment in the residential group that were significantly greater than those found in the comparison group. The authors also found an improvement in PTSD symptoms, and there was an impressive 66% reduction in mortality following VA residential treatment. A new study in Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Clinical Implications of the Relationship Between Naloxone Plasma Levels and the Subjective Effects of Heroin in Humans. This study recruited 12 men with opioid use disorder for an eight-week inpatient detoxification and induction onto extended-release naltrexone. In the first three weeks after administration of extended-release naltrexone, there was adequate blockage of the drug liking for heroin. The authors found that naltrexone levels above 2 nanograms per milliliter adequately blocked drug liking for heroin. Next is a study in Current Obesity Reports titled Prenatal Exposure to Cannabis, Effects on Childhood Obesity and Cardiometabolic Health. The authors state that prenatal exposure to cannabis is consistently associated with small for gestational age and low birth weight. After birth, these offspring gain weight rapidly and have increased adiposity and higher glucose in childhood. 
Our next article in neuropharmacology is titled CBD as a Potential Cessation Therapeutic Effects on Intravenous Nicotine Self-Administration and Withdrawal Symptoms in Mice. In a mouse model, the authors examine effects of orally dosed CBD on self-administration of low and moderate dose nicotine and tracked withdrawal symptoms after nicotine cessation. The study showed a significant decrease in self-administration of nicotine at low or moderate dose. In addition, CBD pretreatment was associated with decrease in anxiety-like behavior, hyperalgesia behaviors, and somatic signs of withdrawal after nicotine cessation. Our final article in the New England Journal of Medicine is titled The Overdose Crisis Among U.S. Adolescents. While non-cannabis drug use has decreased among adolescents, overdose deaths have increased significantly in the last few years. In order to address this epidemic, the authors suggest universal screening of adolescents and medical visits for substance use, providing education to adolescents about counterfeit pills, signs of overdose, and how to access and use naloxone. Dissemination of this knowledge should be done in medical offices, schools, and social media. Finally, low barrier and evidence-based treatment is needed for substance use and mental health for adolescents. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.